Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the blowfish to his hootie, Michael Howard. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, Michael. <sighs> you only want to be with me? I, I had a... Damn it. The dolphins make you cry? I'm, I'm weeping. I'm weeping. <laughs> Michael, how are like, you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, that one jumped out at me because I was I was flipping through the channels the other day, and all of a sudden I was like, hey, is that... Is that Hootie? Is that Darius Rucker? Was it a Burger was, King commercial? No, it was uh, it was Undercover Boss. And Darius Rucker was on Undercover Boss. Yeah, he they dressed him up like an old an old man, and he was a he was acting as a, like a roadie for some like open mic nights. Was he the and, boss of Hootie the Blowfish, and like his own <laughs> band members did not recognize him? Like, who the fuck is who is Jeff? I think his name's Jeff. <laughs> He was like, I'm going to try and find some talent at these open mic nights. Harrius Rucker? Who's yeah. that guy? <laughs> Rarius Hucker. Well, Michael, can I say this? Yes. Every time I think of you, I go blind. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bud. Well. Because you masturbate too much. Yes. Like, oh, God. It's 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 too much. It's just, <laughs> it's just too much. Michael. Speaking of masturbating too much. Oh, okay. You stole my segue. Go no, on. No, it's fine. You can go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Please, I insist. <laughs> I just, I just, I really just, since we started talking about masturbation, I mean, I got to go right to this story. Yeah. Have you ever heard of something called cranking? Probably not because this guy Wait. made it up. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, <laughs> is this a personal term? Because, yeah, I probably got there myself. But uh, is this a technical, ter- scientific term? No, there's a man who has a, a fetish where he uh, steals cars and he removes the one of the spark plugs from the car so that it gets it's like all rough riding and then he masturbates in it. Because it's rough riding. Yeah. Because it's it, very, it, it's how he gets off. But I was going to say, riding rough. before you got to the part about stealing the spark plugs, I was going to ask you if this man was Jason Statham and if he ignited, <laughs> like if he like lit his nipples up to the car battery. But apparently, no, it's not Sir Jason Statham. No, global treasure. No, it's, it's it's cranking high voltage, not crank high voltage. Right, right. <laughs> Sorry, I, I misread the episode lineup. My bad. Um, so why does this man do this? Why doesn't he just sit in like, you know, like an arcade machine with like a rumble rumble but seat? It, you know, I mean, what, what's the fun in that? Yeah. What what fun would be going to an arcade, <laughs> pulling the sheets down and just jerking off in a child's game? Right. I mean, now that, that would I, be gross. You know, now now that I say it like that, <laughs> when I said it out loud, as soon as I said it, I was like, wow, that's way grosser than it yeah, was see? in my head. All he's doing is just masturbating in your car in a stranger's car in a stranger's car but it's it's a, an adult stranger's car sure and not a child's game that's in an arcade critically important mm-hmm. you're yeah. not you're not in a cruising world machine or exactly. like a Jurassic. yeah okay now you know now that we've said it out loud we've worked mm-hmm. through it i yeah. really get it that's really all i got to say about this one so well you know great yours well now that i've embarrassed myself michael <laughs> do you know what your fucking city has done it's done a lot. Michael, do you know what it's done to the world of men's fashions? Oh, uh, I think we have covered the fact that I don't know anything about fashion. So I'm going to guess that I don't know about this one. Check your goddamn slack, sir. Oh, I'm I'm excited. No, you excited? shouldn't be. Michael. Oh, no. <laughs> Michael, the if, you had, if you had to name a... Women's fashion that you thought was the dumbest. What would you guess? What would you say? Yeah, the romper. Yeah, it's the romper. Um, yeah. Now, Michael, what if you had to... What if someone said, 
hey, what about rompers? But for him, a romp him, if you will, <laughs> trademark, trade, because they, they have trademarked the romp him. Now, the one, the, one of the things that I, I have an issue with, with the romper, is that it feels like it would be very difficult to use the bathroom in. Well, they have now, thought guys, about this because, the, again, this is a man's fashion. So, mm-hmm. you know, convenience is key because for some reason that men are considered in fashion. Um, there is a, a zipper on this bad boy. You can just whip that dong out and pee well, out of it. Yeah. Well, perfect then. So yeah. um, I'm looking at these pictures and none of these people look like a person that I would want to be anywhere within 15 feet of at any point in my life. No, they're, they're all very bad. And unfortunately, you might be because um, one, again, again, Michael, I cannot trust this enough. Uh, the company is manufacturing this, this. This is a Chicago company with a Kickstarter for the romp him. Uh, they have pictures of people in romp hymns at a uh, at a Cubs game. Uh, and it is your solemn Chicago duty to fight anyone you see wearing one of these. And it is also unfortunate that everyone in one of these is on steroids and will kill you if you try to decide to fight them. So it's, it's a, it's I'm a probably catch 20, die. It's a catch 22. It's really tough because. Oh my God. They're going to compare at $119 retail. But if Michael, if you, if you join the Kickstarter, you get in there for 95. What a bargain. <sighs> What a bargain, my friend. Uh, yeah, I... Here's the thing. I've always wanted some, like, footy pajamas. Oh, totes with a butt like flap. Like adult size, like adult size footy pajamas. With a but, pretty serious butt flap. Right, but I don't, I wouldn't leave the house in that. Um, no, and also it would have full legs and feet. And right, not And not uh, eight inch inseam shorts attached to it, <laughs> which is what these are. Also, they have, like, polka dots and really dumb, really dumb color patterns. And I want to say... While I personally find the the romper a very silly fashion, you know what? Whatever. If you feel comfortable wearing that, that's great. Uh, you know, if it suits your body, great. They typically look very silly to me. But the romp him for a man, I would literally just my first instinct would just be to pull it over your head as hard as I could, thus one covering your head. Like, you know, like the old hockey trick and also giving you a wedgie <laughs> at the same time. Like you're just, I just don't get, I don't get the romper or the romp. I don't get romps in general. Mm. Like we, like we went away from the wearing of the one piece when we like became not two years old anymore. Right. Right. Once I, like, once I stopped pooping myself. <laughs> right. Right. Where I needed to change the entire outfit. I like, I don't understand the, I guess it's easier because you you only have to put on one piece of clothing. You don't have to figure out what matches. I will say uh, the one thing I like about this is like we kind of touched on earlier. Like for one, this does have a zipper for, you know, going number onesies for a man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I do think it will kind of like maybe help men appreciate the level of like clothing, like jujitsu that women often have to go through to like use the restroom uh, because – you can't you take, un- you, undo like five buttons. You cannot it. take a shit in this thing. Like no. if you have to, um, which for me, that's not an issue. Cause I go like twice a week that, you know, whatever I can time that out, <laughs> whatever. But for your normal, I just won't wear my romper. That yeah. Day. I won't wear my romper that day, but for your normal dude who presumably is on a normal bowel schedule, um, this is an inconvenience at best. Um, so I, I kind of like that. Maybe it'll show dudes like, Oh, this is what women deal with on a daily basis. Yeah, no, they would have to have some level of like self-awareness, self-awareness and introspection that these dudes 
in these pictures definitely do not have. Everyone in every picture is, they're all high-fiving and or cracking beers. <laughs> every picture. Like, no no matter what's happening, hands are up he, to high-five. Romp him is a terrible name. What they should have called it is the Bromper. Or yeah. the Bromper, maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It should have been, it should have been the Bromper, for sure. Yeah, the Bromper. They My blew vote. it. I've talked enough about this, so we can move on. I, just let it be known that this is a bad thing. And if you kickstart this, I will physically fight you. I will come to your house and I will I will pull this over your head and up your butthole. <laughs> Speaking of both bros and things up your butthole. Oh, go on. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, Michael. Welcome to our show's wheelhouse. <laughs> um, so you know about the... Just all of the rumors and the fantastical stories that surround, like, frat pledge hazing, right? I mean, you, yeah, I've heard. You've heard, heard about heard, the elephant walk. I've heard tales of right? of legend and lore. Sure. So, you know, that's I, I was always told that's one of those things that, like, maybe happened, like, one time or maybe didn't happen at all and somebody made it up as, like, a joke. Yeah. Um, well, it turns out that... Um, Either it really does happen, yeah. or Penn State thinks it happens, and one of their fraternities decided to uh, to make their pledges do an elephant walk. Oh, no. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, the other activities around this elephant walk uh, caused somebody to die. Ooh, that's not a great look. Yeah, so, so the information about this particular elephant walk came out. Um, and lots of people are going to jail. Well, Michael, how about you tell us what an elephant walk is, just for the uninformed listener? Okay, so I always thought that an elephant walk was where you make the pledges get naked. Yep. And they have to grab the, the penis of the pledge in front of them, and they, they walk around. Sure. Right? As you do. Yeah. Well, apparently there's more to it than that, guys. So it's a real, it's a real lemon party parade. <laughs> it's a saying. lemon party parade. Basically, well, uh, sorry, I'm trying to find where they actually describe what happened because I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah, no, accuracy is key in this situation <laughs> for sure. When we're talking about frat boys grabbing each other's dicks and running running together in a line, we really want to nail the specifics. <laughs> so one of the things that led to this, this uh, problem was that they purchased... Eighteen or sorry, twelve hundred dollars worth of alcohol for the pledge festivities, which sure. included something called Crown Rouse vodka, which comes in a plastic bottle in a box, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Um, several cases of natural light beer, actually oh, known only, as Natty Light, only the finest. Yeah, and then fifteen cases, fifteen cases. Yeah. Of four loco. That's a hell of an investment in your future, mm-hmm. if I might yes. say. Yes. That's. <laughs> it's 200 cans that they bought. Well, so, Michael, real quick, that reminds me of something that happened to you and I back in 2005, the great beer sale of 05, where oh, yes. there was a weird price war in northern Florida. Uh, it was right after Hurricane Katrina uh, and I-10 was closed, so the major brewer started a price war in north Florida selling cases for $5 a piece, and our friends bought 118 cases of Miller Lite, which yep. for about... $600, realistically. Yep. And we, we drank, drank that. We drank that I, for four months. Yeah, I don't think I've had a Miller Lite since then. I'm not, I, I'm not even exaggerating. I have, 
because of this stupid low carb diet that we're both on, and Miller Lite is for whatever reason very low carb. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've made myself drink it, and every time I want to die because I had so much Miller Lite in the yep. the fall of '05 that it literally makes me want to die whenever I think of it. And somehow, uh, skunky Miller Lite is even worse than regular Miller Lite. I was going to say, think it'd be possible. I was going to say better, oddly. <laughs> Maybe that's just me though. <laughs> Maybe it's I, better tasting, but not better for the for the hangover. No, yeah. So okay, so Michael, go on. What happened? Oh, with, sorry. So I fi- yeah. I found it. So apparently, you don't just hold the penis while you're doing the elephant walk. It says the individuals will hold the erect penis of the person behind them, while sometimes inserting their thumb in the sphincter of the individual in front of them. Okay, I have two questions. Mm-hmm. I have more than two questions. I have so much more than two questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, how do you guarantee an erect penis? I, that's an excellent question, but they are frat boys. Yeah. No, I get it. No, I don't get it. Ah, so many, <laughs> I, okay, that, that more questions. Um, I don't think if you drank that much Four loco and Natty Light that you could necessarily if guarantee I, an erect penis. If I drank that much Four loco and that much Miller Light. One, I or Natty Light. Sorry, I apologize. I did not mean to uh, defame. This the good name yeah, of Miller Light. I'm so sorry. My bad. Um, I don't think I could get hard again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But two, especially if another man was holding my penis, and also I was like tinkering with the idea of shoving my thumb up his butt, <laughs> like just like I don't know if I'm gonna do it or not. Uh, I don't know. Okay, what amazes me more though than the fact that like these fraternities try to make these people do stuff like this is that these people do stuff like this like yeah what i just don't get it i don't get it well michael if i may read to you a um a section of this is from totalfratmove.com so while you You were you said section wow <laughs> Are you sure you were in a frat, you dickhead? Um, so, oh, by the way, I, I think you glossed over the fact that this was at Penn State. Yeah, I tried not to really play it up because yeah. they were of age folks, probably. No? Yes. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, grabbing penises and shoving thumbs up butts, which, you know, whatever. Um, so this is from Total Frat Move, uh, and it was someone exploring. The title of the article is In Defense of the Elephant Walk. Um, I, I searched, I searched for this as you were, you know, you're searching your thoughts. Um, and, uh, this was someone who was, uh, he was talking to an older brother about the elephant walk and where, where, what its place was in the fraternity. And, uh, here's a, here's a paragraph. Truthfully, I was pretty pissed off. We never did it. There were times during a pre-haste session lineup where I'd turn to the pledge brother next to me. His name was Dorfman. Next to your boy in the alphabetical lineup. And whisker gleefully, I think tonight is finally going to be the night, Dorf. I can feel it. Are you talking about the elephant walk again, you sick son of a bitch? Dorfman fired back. I answered, dude, yes, of course I am. I'm ready to take our brotherhood up a notch, aren't you? I'm not touching your dick, Roger, he retorted as anger grew in his voice. Which, I've known a few frat boys in my life, and I will say, it's very much like a high school baseball team, which... Which we've discussed. We've also discussed. Mm -hmm. They're, at very many times, the most homophobic, like, 
every everything phobic like group of people in the world that yet at the same point the most like accepting of like homoerotic like anything like weirdly sexual behaviors it just like it's so situational that like it's okay to do like in their mind weird shit mm-hmm. if it's in terms of like the brotherhood or like yeah. the secret society is like if it's a secret it's cool but as soon as someone's like out in public about it like oh no can't oh no you can't you can't have gay dudes out there but like i totally want to grab your dick which is fine if you want to grab his dick thing is like fine. if you want to grab a dick and shove your thumb up somebody's butt just fucking do that and yeah. say it like yeah Butts and dongs are fine. It's a very weird, it's a very weird thing, but it really gives you like an insight into like the idea of being part of a group is like it being part of like the mob mentality or like the group mentality. It totally just completely like shifts your entire worldview within that group. And it's almost you see how like these things can happen where like you join a cult and all of a sudden you're doing things that like you would never do if you weren't part of this cult. Like, yeah, it, it well, completely I mean, warps your sense of self, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll even say the group that we were, you know, it was a code honor fraternity in college, like us and probably 40% of our listeners were a part <laughs> of like, like they pull out a fucking sword in some of our shit. And like, mm-hmm. you know, without going into too much detail into our, fraternal secrets um you know like there's things that you're just like oh yeah that's totally fucking fine like that happened like which in any other situation outside of that you'd be like that's really that's really fucking weird (laughs) yeah although not not to say that shoving your your thumb up someone's butt unwillingly and grabbing their it was willingly erect penis (laughs) it's willingly if you're if you're I mean, I guess it's semi-willingly. You're kind of being forced or coerced into it. Yeah. But. Michael, I will say there is there is no organi- there's no organization that could willingly let me like, okay, now the man behind you is going to insert his penis into your butt. Or like his, his penis <laughs> or his thumb. And you Freudian just to- slip. Oh, oops. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Look, the man behind you is going to insert himself into you, and yeah. you just have to run with it for a while. You know, and, and there were several times, though, in during our, our fraternal days, our co-ed honor fraternity days, where we were like, this is fucking weird, right? Multiple, many, all the times. Right, and I feel like there's, like, you know, just like these, these rituals uh, that that every group does. It's like, oh, this is a ritual. And you're like, but... But this is kind of weird, right? Yeah. And I feel like not enough people, like, take that step back and, like, why are we doing this? I kind of feel that way even about, like, family pictures sometimes. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) we can just stop this, right? Like, no one has to do this. Like, we all know no one likes this. We should not are we? Why are we standing here at Sears in these outfits we've never worn in our lives? Why are we all in the same sweater? This is bad. Everything's bad. Why am I wearing a sweater vest? All right, Michael, what else? I don't even know I owned a sweater vest. Michael, what do you got for me? This is, we've we've talked long enough about butts and stuff. <laughs> or have we? We can continue. Um, well, I have um so this is a kind of a disturbing story that I came across. Um that's based on an actual real study that was published in the uh, journal called the uh, Evolution and Human Behavior Journal. Um, Sounds 
not legit ish. It it actually is legit. Okay. Um, but so what they were doing was they were they were basically having people match, kind of rank uh, photos of basically what they found attractive or like whether they would want to date that person, and then they also had participants rank facial similarity of photos of men to like their brothers. Okay. And what they determined was that um apparently a very large portion of women end up preferring people who look very similar to their brothers as a mate. Mm, Michael, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like this story on a number of levels. Mm-hmm. Said researchers found clear evidence for perceptual similarity in facial photographs of a woman's partner and her brother. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> like I just, I just don't want to talk about this at all. Like, like I, I don't. I'm sorry. Are do any of your, uh, do any of your sisters have a significant other who looks like you, Kush? Uh, no, not currently. And uh, the well, so my younger sister has just stopped telling me about anyone she's dating because like when she was in high school i would just like offhandedly like threaten to break his legs which is like a really shitty older brother move just like you know really dick move just like hey i gotta break your your boyfriend's legs it's like because you can't make good decisions so that's a shitty thing on my part so she just stopped talking to me about boys which that's legit um yeah my older sister like she's just in phd school and i don't think she talks to any like any boys so That's where, that's, that's where my sisters are at. But this is just a weird thing. To, th- to I mean, I've seen your brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look too much like you. Because he's way more handsome and successful, so. Yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's just way better than me in all, all, all levels. So he's yeah. like, but he is just, you know, he's a, you know, tall, fairly re- reasonable, skinny Dude, he wears a... Uh, oh, Michael, know, Michael, you're so handsome and skinny. No, you're great, bud. You look... Don't... Don't compare yourself to him. You're so handsome and tall and funny and just cute. Yeah, you're good, bud. Don't worry about it. No, but I mean, may- maybe in, like, the right light, we could we could be... We could look similar. Oh, yeah. No, Michael, yeah, you totally look like... Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> You just put the right makeup on, get some nice lighting in there. Yeah, you and him look, oh, it's so good. No, you guys look great. Yeah, I mean, like in all those pictures. Where, holy uh, shit, holy shit. Michael, I gotta, so, I gotta interrupt because. Yes, no, please do. Oh, damn. Okay, so, I just happened to check my sister's Twitter, like, you know, as you do, and mm-hmm. she had retweeted something. If you're chatting rompers for men and not paying homage to maybe the most iconic male romper on film, you're not in, even serious. And apparently, Sir Sean Connery playing James Bond in uh, one film, I'm going to try to track it down, Defo wore a blue linen male romper. No, no, no. Not and Goldfinger, even, yes he is. Oh my god. Not even linen. Blue terry, cro- terry, terry cloth, cloth play suit is what they call it. 1964 was a fucking treat and a half, my friend. Oh my god, he look, but he looks great in it though. Listen, I would fuck Sean Connery in that thing, or not, not more accurately. You know what I'm gonna say next? <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna say. He, next. he can elephant walk me, okay? <laughs> Damn, he looks good. 
Okay, you know what? I'm on board now with the with the romper playsuit. I Although, like the playsuit. Playsuit's a better name. Playsuit's a better name. Although, can I say this? Apparently, they hadn't discovered squats in 1964. You don't. Uh, you don't. You don't like his legs, Michael. Uh, hold on. Let me. I'm going to send you a picture. Look at this. I mean, butt. Michael. Michael. No. Look at this butt profile. The yeah, guy, I mean that's that's that a little weak. That guy didn't do a squat in his life. No. But dad bod was all the rage back then. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, Michael, he's got killer thighs. Guy, yeah. guy clearly ran for a while, but he, just, yeah. he, he didn't focus on his glutes, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, this was this was this was not the seventies. Had he had Sean Connery been James Bond in the seventies, he would have been able to like squat four hundred pounds, and <laughs> like he would have had some beefy glutes, and that's fine. But he didn't. oh man, would he have been like eighties big? No, he would have been. James would have been Bond in the 80s? He would have been seventies big. No, I was saying if he did James Bond in the eighties, though, would well, he have too, been like like uh, Sylvester Stallone or no? Because in the eighties we Terminator had Timothy big? Dalton, who was like a string. He was a pencil. Yeah, that's true. They really blew it on that one. The whole James Bond franchise in the eighties was uh, pretty much a miss. What were we talking about? What is our podcast? <laughs> who are we? <laughs> uh, well, I think I think we're talking about. Um, we're back to talking about rompers. Uh, well, okay, so that kind of leads me to something. Mr. James Bond, mm-hmm. he he leads a life of solitude, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's got a string of lovers, but, you know, at the end of the day, Mr. James Bond is going home alone. You know, he might he might hang with many, Money Penny. But, um, so, Michael, there's a trend of people that are, uh, I'm going to use the word soligamist. Soligamist? Yeah, what would you guess that meant? Well, I mean, polygamist is like multiple partners. So uh-huh. soligamist or monogamist is single One. partners. Soligamist would be like just by yourself? Yeah, so it's people who are marrying themselves. And I do want to say it is one. The story is from Brooklyn. So mm. it could very much be a... Mm. Very Brooklyn thing, which mm-hmm. I would have to guess is the absolute truth. So this is a story around a 37-year-old bride on her wedding day uh, who got married to herself because she was tired of people asking why she was still single. So in front, <laughs> so she invited friends and family <laughs> while she married herself. I guess that's the natural evolution of the uh, the right-hand ring from probably like a decade ago where where women would would wear the right right hand ring that was basically like were you about to say sex in the city yeah i mean it was from sex in the city yeah michael (laughs) michael if you have that knowledge in your head don't you dare not bring it out on this podcast fuck you i will call you out on it because i've seen every episode of sex in the city and i'm slightly ashamed but also not ashamed of it michael because it was a great show Michael, we have literally just talked about voluntary accepting accepting thumbs up butts. Like, please, <laughs> if you have that knowledge in your head, let it out to the people. Okay, but which which character on Sex and the City would you be, Kush? Oh god. Oh god. I think you're definitely a Charlotte. Oh fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the bald guy? <laughs> Charlotte's, Charlotte's husband. <laughs> yeah, probably that guy because he then he then goes over to Californication is like a weir- real weirdo. He was very sweaty. He was very sweaty. Have you met me? 
<laughs> but you have such a nice nice head of hair i do oh man i do have a good head it's good yeah well anyway so michael so this article actually references that episode of sex in the city <laughs> which is the only reason i knew about it um but apparently there are very like there are a number of companies who are trying to capitalize on this um including of course because the fucking wedding industry is such a goddamn sham Right. But, well, speaking of shams, so this, uh, this person, uh, Erica Anderson in, in Brooklyn, uh, so she married herself a year ago to celebrate independence and believes that others should too, which I think is a worthy goal. Uh, but, uh, she just said she celebrated her one year anniversary with herself to a solo trip to Mexico and said that even though she's married to herself, she is dating and is open to marrying other people. And, uh, in the eyes of the law, Self-marriage is not a legally binding union. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, no, because you haven't done anything. Like, I, I, I got to be honest with you. Like, if I could get that sick tax break, though, I would do it. I would, marry actually, myself, I would marry myself in a heartbeat. But would they charge you, like, like double your income? I don't because know. Because you'd be married to yourself, so you'd have to, like, claim your income twice in order to get the, the whole married filing jointly thing. Um, I guess in which case it's actually a marriage penalty if you make the exact same amount of money. Hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. this is that that tr- that tricky slope they're always talking about. Like, what if I wanted to marry a horse or three turtles? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what are those? What are those turtles own? Like, what about what three they, turtles wh- riding a horse? Right. What do they make per year? Mm-hmm. Like, do I get a tax credit? I don't know. Yeah. So, hmm. That's hmm. what they. That is where the term animal husbandry comes from. Little known fact. <laughs> 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 is that is that not right? You son of a bitch! That's really good. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Michael, I'll just say, like, as a single man, like the whole the whole like union of marriage sometimes just seems silly to me. Sorry, but but like I I respect it so much, and then I want to see this shit. It's like you're literally not like. You're not getting married. Like, this is just an excuse to tell your aunt, like, hey, stop asking me about, Mm -hmm. like, like, when are you going to get married? Oh, I already am. I married myself. What is that conversation like? I wholeheartedly accept it, and I say go for it, because this has given me a great idea for a, I'm not going to have a fucking baby shower. Go on. Because that's all I hear all the time is like, oh, you've been married for so long. You know, when are you you guys going to have kids? Are you thinking about kids? And it's like, maybe if I just have a I'm not going to have a baby shower, then people will get the fucking idea that we just don't want to have children. You know, just throw a baby shower for your 12 year old dog. Like, (laughs) oh, look at my baby. My Staley is so beautiful. No, because look, I don't want to I, I don't want to compare my dogs to children because I don't think it's the same thing. Yeah, it is not the like same literally thing. not the same thing at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, fair. I get that. But I also want people to stop saying like, oh, you should have children. It's like, maybe we will. But you know what? You asking about it every single fucking time I see you isn't going to make it happen. So I'm yeah. going to have a not I'm, I'm not having a baby shower just like she can marry herself. Or I'm going to say like, oh, I had a baby. It's me. I'm my I'm my own baby. Yeah, it's just like this. Just like a like as a single man, like just like a, like a sadder version of like <laughs> being single. Like you're just like it's like yeah, no, I'm good. I'm just very happy by myself, Meemaw. Don't worry. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it is it is a little weird because I, I mean, like once again, you're not really doing anything. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of interesting to like invite your family and friends to a thing where you like marry yourself. I, yeah, that's another thing. I will say, like, I wouldn't. <laughs> do like, you like I, hold? Do you hold one hand over the other while you cut the not married cake? Yeah, just like. Stop asking questions, Aunt Karen. <laughs> like you're invited. Also, buy me a gift. <laughs> oh, see, that's a that's a thing now. Yeah, see, like if I was like, I just need cash for like a down payment for a condo in like in Brooklyn. Yeah, come on, like let's have a party. I'm exactly. Gonna, yeah, and when I get married again, and or when I get married in five years, you will also be on the hook for a gift. Yeah, right. but it's gonna be like the shitty second marriage gift. Mm-hmm. Which is like maybe you get a towel, but like one towel. Well, Michael, talk. Speaking of the government interweaving itself into our personal relationships, uh, I hear you've got a new segment for me around conspiracy theories. Yes, Kush. Um, so while looking for stories for for our podcast, um, I came across a couple conspiracy theories, and I kind of fell down a rabbit hole of conspiracy theories and i thought that why michael that literally never happens to anybody (laughs) i'm so shocked that you like maybe read a youtube comment and you're like oh maybe that makes sense and you just kind of kept going and uh so i'm going to introduce a new segment to trends in low places uh called conspiracy theory of the week yay okay Uh, it doesn't have a theme song yet but i'm gonna come up with one don't worry about it oh my god dude Yes, I'm going to get my goddamn uncle on this show for one of these things, because that guy... I hope you do. Guess what? He can generate new ones for us. He is an enci- <laughs> he has encyclopedic knowledge of the world's dumbest and most dangerous conspiracy theories, so it's Oof. fucking on. Now, I don't know how much your uncle would know about this conspiracy theory, because it is pop culture related, and not government intervention related. He's probably fully versed, but continue. But- this conspiracy theory posits that Avril Lavigne uh-huh. of Skater Boy fame died Who? 14 years ago. Whoa, wait, huh? Mm-hmm. When, yep. when would that have been? Right after Skater Boy? It was 2003 she would have died. When did Skater Boy come out? Uh, Skater Boy came out in, I think, 2002. So this would have been after, okay. it would have been in between Skater Boy and like whatever her next album okay would have been. well more important question and possibly theory breaking when did she start dating chad kroger of nickelback after she became this imposter named melissa okay that checks out because no one would date chad kroger of nickelback <laughs> <laughs> so the theory says that avril was if very... that is her real name yeah well this original avril levine yeah. uh-huh she was you know, she was thrust into the spotlight when she was 18, and she really just hated the attention. Yeah. She didn't show up in public a lot. Um, and so she hired a lookalike to walk around L.A. for her. Just like I would have done. Exactly. Her name was Melissa Vandella. Mm-hmm. And she even taught Melissa how to sing like her. Yeah. So that she could go to red carpets and do these events and even do, like, these little one-off little, you know one song things where she could like, yeah, she'd sound like her enough that people wouldn't notice the difference. Yeah. Well, this says that Avril Lavigne killed herself in 2003 
when she lost her granddad, who was her biggest supporter. Sure. But since she was the cash cow, her record company decided to keep Melissa as Avril and just power right on through. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... I'll be honest, I have not followed the career of Avril Lavigne enough. <laughs> um, does, does Avril Lavigne look different than she did in 2000-whatever? I mean, the, she does look different, but it's like a different style. Like, she used to be, like, basically she was an 18-year-old, like, punk. You know, she wore, like, like ripped t-shirts with, like, a like a you know a necktie over it with like an armband and all this other stuff and then she became like more i guess traditional pop star looking with like blonder hair and more makeup and sure she started wearing dresses on the red carpet so um, i will i'll be honest with you i mistakenly clicked a link on perezhilton.com which i oh you've infected my computer with the worst kind of virus and i will say like she does look the, like the joker because she has, like, green hair and, like, really thick makeup, like, you know, eyeliner. Which, not to say anything wrong with that, but, like, she just does look like the Joker, which I'm inherently, like, geared to things. Like, oh, no, she's evil! But, um... <laughs> it amazes me that, like, no one's thought about Avril Lavigne in, I don't know, like, seven years? Yeah. And, uh, there's still conspiracy theories about her. It's also, like, it's weird. I, I feel like a, a lot of these theories, like... I feel like even, uh, I was somehow reading this article the other day where, like, I hate to even say this, like, the lead singer of Linkin Park, Chester Bennington, was, like, talking about how his fans were so mad that his- Hold on like, one second. Yeah. Did you just say the lead singer of Linkin Park's name was Chester Bennington? Yes. The, not even the third or the second. Yeah, it is <laughs> Chester Bennington. Just, that is the man's name. What, was he- was he born in England in like 1737? Uh, apparently, uh, no. 1976, March 20th. He's an American musician born in. Uh, hold on, Michael. I gotta tell you. I get one second. Cause I have a sneaking suspicion. Now it was Phoenix, not Chicago. Because I was uh, gonna yell at you again. <laughs> how the f- how- Chester Chester Bennington? Bennington. He looks like a real goobus. If I can say that. Why would anyone name their child Chester? When it rhymes with Chester the Molester. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a parent, Michael. Sometimes you just got to make decisions. Um, but I will say, so I was reading this article and like he was basically telling like, <laughs> this is like a weird phrase to say, old school Lincoln Park fans. <laughs> 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 that they just needed to suck it up because like the band was different and like they were going to quote unquote sell out. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, it's like, yeah, fuck hybrid theory, which came out in 2000s. Like, we're done with that. But, so I only bring this up to, like, just relate to, like, everybody changes, especially in uh-huh. music. Like, everyone's different. Like, if Ever Levine has moved on from, like, Skater Boy and Chad Kroger, which, of <laughs> course, everyone has moved on from Chad Kroger, like, <laughs> she's gonna look a little different. She can do what she wants. <laughs> like, Speaking of Chad Kroger, though, oh so, no, no, don't you dare, don't you dare, <laughs> don't you dare have a no. I don't have a story about Chad Kroger, but I was, I was actually, I was going to ask you a question. Would you rather be Chad Kroger, who is you just, you just universally just like thought of as like the the head of the the worst band ever, Nickelback, 
And like everyone who comes up with a joke about a band comes up with Nickelback. But he's like a bajillionaire and he's super famous. And I mean, Nickelback sold just millions of albums. Like, would would you be okay with that? Or would you rather be someone who maybe sold, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of albums and maybe wasn't a bajillionaire, but like people thought you were like good at music? Yeah, that's a tough one because, like, one, I go back and forth even on the fact that Nickelback is bad. Like, I'm just gonna, like, so, I... I Look at his photograph! (laughs) (laughs) Every time I do it makes me laugh. Um, Yeah, no, so... What is that thing on Jimmy's head? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the rest. <laughs> I do. It's it's in my brain. If like gun to my head, I would remember it and sing it, but I can't yep. do it right now. You're gonna wake up in the middle of the night with photograph just streaming through your brain. Oh, kill me now. Mm-hmm. Um. So I will say. So two things. One, I remember being on like some internet like forum like right when Nickelback was coming out with like when like Cowboy Hat and like one like one or two of the other songs were like kind of on the radio and like. Mm-hmm. They were good. Like, it was like, they were newish enough. And then you discovered, like, as f- other albums came out, like, they have three songs that they play <laughs> on repeat. Yep. And, like, those three songs are not bad. Like, if you, if you heard that song for the first time every time, like, if you had never heard a Nickelback song, when you heard that song, you'd be like, oh, that's fine. Um, yeah. I mean, I go back and forth because I, like, You're right. They were popular and people liked them, but I don't know whether it was because they were good. I'm going to say this, Michael. We talked about Dane Cook, like, maybe last week or two weeks ago. Like, Mm -hmm. Nickelback and Dane Cook are inherently linked to me in my head. Like, they're both early 2000s performers who are like, if you, in a vacuum, if you heard a Dane Cook joke or a Nickelback song, you'd be like, yeah, that's fucking rad. Like, it's... See, I disagree. I feel like Nickelback was only good because... Rock music was so shitty in the early 2000s. I'm going to be very honest with you. So I can't remember if we've really talked about this before, but like Battlestar Galactica, the reboot show on sci-fi, like in like 2006, 2007, one. And I like, please, if anyone is interested in this, do not let what I'm about to say damper your enthusiasm (laughs) for this show. But like they had a trailer for like season three where... Uh, Nickelback saving me was like the trailer for the for the show, and it's fucking one. The use of the trailer in, in like the use of the song in the trailer is super on point. The season and the show are great, and like the song itself is like fucking like it's one of their like three songs. that are like, oh yeah, that's Nickelback just killing it, and it was good. And I hate that I have to like in my head equate one of my favorite shows with that song, but I very much do, and I will play it right now for you if you want me to. You know, I'm I'm gonna look up real quick and see. I want to see when when their big songs came out. Do you want me to play this song? Because I will. You can't. Stop me. <laughs> how you how you remind me, which is probably their most iconic song, came out in 2001. So, I would like to know what the top rock songs of 2001 were. Oh, okay. Um, there's going to be some early piece on there. Okay, so let's let's just go through the list. Hey, hey, wait, Michael, if I, if I can. The first that I heard of Nickelback was their album The State in 1998, which had Breathe, Cowboy Hat, Leader of Men, 
and uh, there probably one or two others that I actually liked. So I will say, in 98, that album was pretty legit. And then they sold out very badly. <laughs> All right, let me listen to Breathe. I don't remember what song this is. You're going to like Breathe and Cowboy Hat. You're going to like it. I don't know Cowboy Hat. It's not good. <laughs> why Why are you not playing anything? It's too old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because it's trying to play somewhere else. Okay, Breathe. Nickelback back then, they were just, they were just fucking Bush. Oh, yeah, they were defo not a Bush ripoff. No, like, no, yeah, they definitely were. <laughs> they were just bush. Yeah, okay, they were good because they were just bush. Yeah, no, well, I was just saying back, they were definitely bush. <laughs> they were just bush. Okay, but, but the other, but to be the fair, other top songs of 2001, my- It's Been a While by Stained, Fat Lip by Sum 41, Chop Suey by System of a Down, Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm, Crawling in the Dark by Hoobastank, I mean, we weren't at the apex of rock music, I will say. In Can I say this, though? Like, li- the bands you all just listed, we were definitely in the age of um, lead singers just being like, and I kind of appreciate this, just like, kind of chubby dudes. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, so Chad Kroger, when Nickelback got big, was like a chubby dude. Now he's like a, a 180 beanpole, for sure. Mm. But like, oh, back Papa in the day... Roach. God smack. Yeah, again, back in the day, we had some chubsters singing oh. late, like, as frontmen, which I kind of like. It wasn't your your coke-fed 80s hair metal dudes. Puddle was, of Mud was big in 2001 and 2002. Oh, God, what were we doing? Seether? We P.O.D.? P.O.D. We were Kush. not... We were, hey, listen, Michael, they were a pseudo-Christian band. I had to listen to P.O.D. every day of my life. You don't even know. Our weightlifting, our weightlifting cra- class, we would listen to P.O.D. and Stephen Curtis Chapman. Oh, my God. Like, there are oh, two here's, songs here's Christian by Puddle Heavy of Metal. Mud in the top 20, Kush. Two songs by Puddle of Mud. We were terrible, terrible people in 2001, what was one of those, Blur? What? No, that was... Puddle of Mud, what are they? Blurry know. and She Hates Me. Blurry, I was so close. Mm-hmm. Hey, Michael, here's a here's a bad... I bought that album. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all liked it. That was the problem. We all liked it. We were all complicit in put it, making these bands think they were good at music. Well, that's the, that's the beautiful thing about the internet, though, is that I no longer have to listen to the internet to tell me what music is good. Because exactly. like, I just had to like... Oh, Chevelle is on the radio for the 18 millionth time this month. Oh my god. The Red? The song See was literally Red on every again. five fucking minutes. I'll be honest with you, that album's pretty good. Other you know what? Red. I think we lost literally all of our listeners because n- probably like 75 to 80% of our listeners were not listening to this music in 2001, 2002. They were still in like middle school. Okay, well, I mean, I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. half of our, I mean, I would say a quarter of audiences between you and me, which you're, <laughs> you're old as fuck. I'm <laughs> relatively middle-aged. I am aged like a fine scotch. Yeah, shit. If you try to find, if you try to find a scotch that is as old as me, it will cost you a pretty penny, Kush. Uh, okay, so would like a, <laughs> a, like a turd your, your age, like, I don't know. That's not true. I don't, I don't think that's true at all. Yeah, you're paying to a, too much for your turds. It has to be a lot older. <laughs> it have to be like a dinosaur turd. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you are a dinosaur. Michael, why does anyone listen to us? Because of our insightful insight. Oh, yeah. Can we provide more the of human that? psyche? Can we provide more of that? What do you got sure. for me, bud? I got something for you. So I don't know if, if everyone is aware, but I do not know anything about art. How are you? How are you on the art scene, Kush? I saw Exit Through the Gift Shop once. <laughs> the Banksy documentary. Uh, it was more a documentary on um, that dipshit who like copied Andy Warhol like a moron. Mm. You know, I saw an Andy Warhol exhibit in in Las Vegas, and it fucking sucked. All if he the- did was paint like boxes and like soup cans and other bullshit. Like pop art is bullshit. Well, so if there's anything that Exit through the gift shop, like one hundred percent, like drove home to me. I'm not an artist. I, 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 I can do a pretty mean, like Spider-Man post-it note, like pad, like cartoon. Like I, mm. I can really nail that. I'm very good at it. I could also do pop art. Like, yeah, I could oh, make one hundred percent could do pop art. I could make three million dollars on pop art. Like that's just like. Andy Warhol struck gold by doing it first, but anyone could literally take pictures of Marilyn Monroe and like Campbell's soup labels and do whatever the fuck they want to it. Like, yeah, <laughs> like art is art in very much quotes is not hard. This just goes to uh, emphasize that point a little bit. So there was a art exhibit at uh, Aberdeen's Robert Gordon University, which is in the UK. I'll and... be there in two weeks. Oh, yeah. You should go check out this art exhibit. <laughs> so, I won't do that. <laughs> so these students had a, uh, they bought a pineapple uh-huh. at the local supermarket on their way to the, uh, to the art exhibit. And there happened to be like this little table that was empty at the exhibit. And so they literally just put the pineapple on the table and sent a snap to their friends being like, I made art. You know, <laughs> kind of ha-ha, jokey-jokey. Yeah, sure. Well, they came back four days later, and the pineapple was now encased in a piece of plexiglass and was part of the art exhibit. Did they demand payment? Because that's what, <laughs> exactly what I would have done. <laughs> they they did not ask, ask for payment. They basically just took some pictures and laughed about how people thought. The pineapple in a box was a piece of the art exhibit. Yeah, I get that. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd say I would demand art, but I would probably just, like, make fun of everyone incessantly because Mm -hmm. I guess nothing really drives home the point that art is in the eye of the beholder than dropping a piece of shitty fruit into the middle of, like, a table. And you're like, I did it. And then someone else coming along behind you and be like, oh, that looks good. We forgot to tidy this up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and after after they they asked them, you know, they asked the people at the art um, at the art museum, like, hey, did you realize that this wasn't actually a piece of art? And they tried to play it off like, oh, yeah, no, we we saw this pineapple here and we decided to keep it because it's it's part of the playful spirit of this commission of art. But, you know, I feel like that's bullshit. Yeah, that's because you know what? If I've learned one thing, it's that art museums do not have a sense of humor. Uh, no, not even the least bit. Like, anytime my voice has risen above the key of C in an art museum, someone has flown out of the <laughs> the eaves to be like, no, shut up! Mm-hmm. And then they just leave like a bat. Yeah, I mean, my my main issue is art is like, 
It sucks. Well, it's not, some art is very nice. Some art is great. Some art makes you think. Um, there's been places that, you know, the art museum here in Chicago is great. I've gone to see exhibits where I've been like, this is amazing. But the problem is, is like, this just, this just kind of drives home the point that I always make that like, if some, a curator at an art museum finds some bullshit painting and they put it on a wall, everyone's going to pretend like it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, like just because would... the curator decided that it was good, that means that it's good. And it's like, who, like, why? Why is this better than the art hanging on the on the wall at the, we have a lot of local restaurants here that put art up on the walls and they sell them for 200 300 $1,000 or whatever. Yeah. But like no one's ogling over them like they're fucking master artists. I will say one of the only things, so the High Museum in Atlanta is, it's a pretty, like, renowned art museum you know they changed things up a lot it was great i went and i checked it out everything's cool the only exhibit that i actually remembered and cared about was this like americana sort of exhibit and it featured a guy well i can't remember it too well because i don't remember his name but (laughs) it was so bad like everything was like shitty Mm -hmm. and i remember every piece of it Everything he did was sort of, like, biblical-themed. Like, he, everything was tied to a verse, but, like, not really. But it was, like, tied to a like a Bible verse and, like, a pop culture, like, song or thing. Like, and it was terribly executed. Everything was bad. Like, I could have done all of it. Like, I'm not artistic in the least. I could have done 80% of what he did. Or, like, I could have interpreted Like, But you didn't, Kush. But I didn't, which, again, I could be... A thousand here? I don't know how it works. Um, <laughs> but, like, he sold that exhibit to an art museum that apparently wanted it. And, like, and, and, and again, though, it was the only thing I remembered in the entire fucking thing except, exactly. for, a, except for a table with a cornstalk for a uh, <laughs> for the stem of the table. It's like, yeah, okay. It's like, I don't remember a goddamn thing other than this bullshit bad art. Well, so, I've been told that art is supposed to elicit a a reaction, a visceral reaction within you. And uh, that art clearly did that for you. But the thing is, though, I was is making, what I've been told. The thing is, though, I was making visceral, very bad jokes about <laughs> every piece of art I saw in this entire thing. Because there is mostly just demons and dumb British people. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to make fun of that nonstop. But like, <laughs> have I ever was, told you about the worst piece of art I've ever seen? Please. I want to know. I need Actually, to there's, know. Actually, there's two pieces of art that are the worst thing I've ever seen. One was a black, just just like scribbled black. The entire canvas was covered in black. And it was called Ptolemy's Cave. Yeah. Of course. Um, and then there was another one that was... I mean, you know about Ptolemy's Cave, right? Yeah, I mean, I know about Ptolemy's Cave, but you just... You just scribbled all over this fucking canvas and put it up on the wall. Should be like a one dot of white. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was a canvas that looked completely white, like nothing was drawn on it. Um, but I was told by the plaque that was underneath it that he Not had lightly cave. He had <laughs> lightly drawn in pencil, and it was only visible in a certain light. And you had to get really close to see it, but, like, you weren't allowed to get close enough to actually see it. So it was literally just a white fucking canvas on a wall that apparently had some cool shit on it that no one could see. 
It was actually a very, very light pencil drawing of an <laughs> elephant walk. <laughs> the coolest piece of art I've ever seen at a museum, though, I do remember this, by a man named Rakib Shah. Okay. And it was this it was this this piece of art that was like probably about the size of my projection screen here, which is a hundred and fourteen inches diagonal. Okay, rich just, boy. Just throwing that in there a little bit. But like yeah, it was probably okay. about that big. It was probably like, you know, nine like I don't know, six, seven, eight feet wide, you know, uh four or five feet tall. But it was like had all of it was like a painting, but like it also had like all of these little jewels in it. And it was like this really like elaborate scene of like monsters and like lions and people and it was it was like incredible and i looked at it for like i don't know like an hour because <laughs> it was so huge but it was like okay i i get this i understand why this is here and literally in the same museum like the room over were these two fucking paintings if you could call them that that i wanted to rip off the wall and pee on because they yeah. were so bad you want to know the best the best art that I've ever seen, Michael? Hmm. It's called Zombie Playground. <laughs> okay. It's by Jason Chan. All right. Um, it's a kind of like a jungle gym with a bunch of dead children, kind of like painted black and white, invading like a jungle gym. And there's a group of four kids. It's fucking rad as hell. There's one kid with a trash can cover with a Nerf baseball bat. Like defending himself against like a zombie coming towards him. One girl with a girl with a BB or a uh, slingshot. One girl with a brick hanging out the side of a window of like a a thing, and a, a kid with a stick. And it's fucking rad as hell. I have a I have a painting of it. It's my favorite piece of art in the world. I just looked it up, and it's it's pretty sweet. I got that for twenty bucks, and that's a lifetime's worth of just the best things in the world. It was. It was gifted to me, and I will never forget it. It is the best thing in my life. That's that's pretty great. Yeah, that's the best art ever. <laughs> and it was twenty bucks. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't an original. But the thing is, I had to pay twenty bucks to go to the fucking art museum. I don't give a that shit. Is true. I can just stare at like zombie playground all day, and I'm done. All right, Michael. I think we've talked enough about. We've talked enough about how just we don't understand. We're not cultural. Yeah. So how about you just close it out and give us something that we can all chew on for the next next week. Really give us something to think about. All right. Did you know that according to this theory that was uh, started by, you'll never guess, on Reddit. Weird. That Finland uh-huh. doesn't exist. But it but it doesn't. <laughs> but it, Michael, Michael, it does exist. But it doesn't exist. But it's on the goddamn map. It's in the U.S. Exactly. Michael. Okay. (laughs) Michael, okay. Go on. So this... uh, this They defeated the Russians in like a couple of fucking things. Yeah, but what you think is Finland is actually just uh, East Sweden. No. Yeah. So apparently where most of the landmass of Finland is actually... It's just a... uh, it's it's part of the water, and it's where the Japanese can fish from. Um. <laughs> Wait, where the Japanese can fish from? Yep. So this 22-year-old man named Jack, he uh, he came up with this theory. It, it, it started from a subreddit where they were talking about weird things that their parents had told them. 
Can I talk so, to you about, real quick yeah. about 22-year-olds being able to espouse their ideas on the internet? <laughs> can I? Can we just like collectively be like, uh, no, maybe mm-hmm. we just take a, like a four-year break? Because yeah. like, that's where the red pill fucking bullshit comes from on Reddit. But the weird thing is, like, he doesn't even believe this. He just kind of threw it out there as a joke. But, like, and, like, 90% of the people who were involved in this subreddit called uh, Finland Conspiracy. That's um, where the red pill bullshit comes from. So, like, 90% of the people are, like, just playing into the joke. But there are, like, 10% of the people who are either who are either trying to debunk the Finland conspiracy or are true believers in the Finland conspiracy. Okay. <laughs> Go on. So the Finland conspiracy says that the notion goes that the two nations created Finland, Russia and Japan, so that Japan could fish the sea that truly exists where Finland is supposed to be without any environmental complaints or repercussions. So wait, 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 the, wait, 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 wait. So they're saying Finland doesn't even exist? No, like the landmass is not there. Yeah, so they're saying the land of Finland isn't there. Yeah, the land of Finland like, is... the land that they are living on isn't where they think it is? Well, apparently like 99% of Finland is like just forests. And so like where actually the people who live in Finland actually live is, that, is part of Sweden. So the fish that are caught in this river or in this body of water by Japan are shipped via the Trans-Siberian Railway, which is the real reason that the Trans-Siberian Railway was was created. Um, and the way they do this is under the disguise of Nokia products, because Nokia is the largest uh, exporter and largest Finnish company. But it's actually just a bunch of fish. Because but, un- but unfortunately, this- Nokia was bought by, by Microsoft, one of the least efficient <laughs> and most incompetent companies on the planet, thus leading to one of the largest layoffs in the history of the world. <laughs> this is why Nokia and also, is the largest... I can't play Snake 2 on my phone anymore because of Nokia and Microsoft. So the, this is why Nokia is the largest oh, Finnish company, and it is also why Japan is the largest importer of Nokia products, despite the fact that very few people own Nokia phones in the country. So you're telling me that people in Finland yep. believe that half of their no, no, country no. is water. People in Finland don't believe this. Some douchebags on Reddit took this fake story and decided that it is true. That half of the country of Finland does not exist, and exactly. that any fish caught in the coastal waters of Finland were actually caught in the middle of Finland, because yes. Japan made it up? <laughs> yes, and you know why it's called Finland? Because, no, because of fins of fish? Yep. <laughs> oh, that's the dumbest shit. Oh, boy. Ooh, fadufa. <laughs> and the, to add fuel to the fire... Finland is always one of those those countries that tops is always consistently like first place in education, healthcare, gender equality, literacy rates, national stability. It's a concept for countries and people to aspire to, which is why they allow it to continue to quote unquote exist. Yeah. I wouldn't want it to do that either. <laughs> Oofy doofy. So yeah, there's a twenty two year old guy who convinced a group of people on Reddit that Finland doesn't exist. And there is a group of people who just are vehemently saying that Finland doesn't exist. And then there is a group of people who 
just have to debunk this. They're like so into it. They're just trying to figure out ways to prove to these people that Finland exists. So I, I, I looked this up. I, like, again, like I cannot, I looked it up on Reddit. Like the first thing about this conspiracy theory is number six. Why the name Finland? The country was originally made for fishing. Why do, <laughs> what do fish have? Fins, thus Finland. It's like, you couldn't get more creative than the least creative thing about your fucking, uh, this is the worst conspiracy theory. And I say that having heard a lot of very bad conspiracy theories, because like, we were talking earlier today, like, my uncle, my, my dad's father, or my dad's brother, uh, he gets most of his, like, life information, I feel like, from, links on youtube like comments mm-hmm. so i've heard half of this shit before and i have never heard this one and like i feel like this this would not pass my uncle's muster we'd be like no finland's i've met a finnish person probably <laughs> somehow yeah, but they're and they're he's not you know they're not saying that finnish culture doesn't exist it's just eastern swedish culture they just right. think they're in finland sure but wouldn't someone have told them by now <laughs> Kush, if you think this is the dumbest conspiracy theory Oh, please, Michael oh, Hey, hey, bud Hey, boy. bud I just talked to you about my uncle <laughs> We might need to get him onto this, this show Oh, because, man, uh, I cannot wait There are so many oh, I found so many good ones And I, I, I'm having trouble not just doing a complete conspiracy theory podcast But well, I'll, I think we're out of time for this week. But no, we are well over time. And look I'll see forward you next to week. next week because I have a real good conspiracy about dinosaurs. Oh, fuck. Well, you know what? We might need to get my sister on for this one. Ooh, okay. Because my girl knows some shit about dinosaurs. <laughs> All right. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining me this week. This has been, you know, I say this a lot. This is the dumbest thing we've ever recorded. What? We talked about art. We talked about countries. We talked about frat boys shoving <laughs> thumbs and penises up each other's frat butts. Boys? Yeah. No, we this talked is very... About My- Michael, don't culture. you dare... Michael, don't you dare think this... For one second, this was not the dumbest thing we've ever said in our, in our lives. <laughs> we, we talked about spark plugs. Anyway, Michael, I love you. I love everyone who listens to us. I want people to listen to us more. Mm-hmm. To do so. They can check us out at trendsinlowplaces.com, which will lead you to goodbuddymedia.com slash blog, which I swear to God, I will eventually start giving us blog posts about those. Um, I'm, I swear, we, we got called out pretty hard by a listener this week. I can only guess who it was. I can guess who it was, and I don't really, I don't, I don't care for your judgmental tone. Um, but I will start blogging for those again. Not this week or next week, because I am going to be traveling for two weeks. We're going to have to catch up on that. But, Michael, how else can people keep in touch with us? Um, well, you can um, find us on Twitter at TILPcast. You can also find us on Facebook, uh, Trends in Low Places, or at TILPcast. And please, 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 when you do see me or Mike or Trends in Low Places uh, post uh, link to the new episode please share it because that is the best way for us to um, kind of expand our reach outside of our just our facebook friends um, or you know if you're on twitter and you're following us please share that as well if you uh, use itunes if you uh, like us or um, if you want to leave us a rating that would be great because that is uh 
I guess how we get more visibility on uh, on iTunes and Podbean and Stitcher and all those all those great podcast apps. Yeah, Michael, have you ever seen Die Hard? <laughs> have I ever seen Die Hard? Of course, yeah. I've seen Die Hard. You know when that asshole, like the news guy, is like, uh, so like the hostage negotiator on the news, like he mentions the Helsinki Accords. He's like, as in Helsinki, Sweden, and the guy's like <laughs> Helsinki, Finland. Yeah, yeah, and he gives like that mean look. Mm-hmm. What if he was the progenitor of this conspiracy theory? Uh, Helsinki is in East Sweden. According yeah, to Helsinki, the East Sweden. Yeah. Wow this. This conspiracy, it goes back it goes, years. Yeah, it goes decades. all the way to the top, too. All the way to the, I mean, I'll be very all, honest. If, all if the way I, to the top of the Nakamura Tower. If I tweeted at Donald Trump that Helsinki was East Sweden and that they were plotting against him in some way, I, <laughs> how many retweets, how many retweets do you think I would need to get to get him to retweet it? Like, like 80,000? I, w- I was going to say like a couple thousand at most. I, I want to say 17,000. All you would need is like one of his aides to print it off and put it in front of him. <gasps> Ooh, I can make that. Yeah. Do you know any of Donald Trump's aides? <laughs> no, but how hard could it be to find one? <laughs> they they change pretty rapidly from what they're I the They're the guys drinking heavily and going, God damn it, why? I mean, I think we're going to be there in October for the Army 10 Miler, mm-hmm. which seems like a bad choice given like the likely outbreak of nuclear war i don't want to be in dc at all but we're gonna go yep and i will find a congressional aide to slip a story to for sure sounds good yeah well michael thank you so much for joining me tonight i can't wait to see you again next week um and everyone thanks for joining us i hope you have a great time and uh like michael said find us on all your favorite podcast apps michael i love you love you too buddy toodles